0: Well, after the, the train just moved, so it um, was a powerful. I'm even enjoying the expert. Um, he, I, I've, I've, of course, I've, I've seen him before in Accra. Um, he was awesome. But today has been something else. Um, I'm one of those that believe that we can be very spiritual and also build our mind, mentality. You know, the whole experience of Peter, the the angel freed him. You know, the chains was broken and he was free. But his mind could not apprehend what had taken place in the spirit. So the angel smote him. Because he's been spiritually free, but in the mind, he could not appreciate and apprehend it. And there are many of us that are spiritually powerful. But our mindset needs development. And so the angel had to literally, that word "smote" means he slapping. him. Because some people need to be slapped. Pow! Wake up! And I believe this afternoon he just gave us a slap. <laughs> Let's love on the man of God right now. For that powerful slap, you can do better than you're doing right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But of course, what a great house! What an amazing house! What an amazing church! What a beautiful place! Can we celebrate the prince of this house? Come on, Lagos! Come on, Nigeria. You can do better than you are doing for the prince of this house. Yes, you have such an amazing church, amazing building. I don't. I was. We're talking. I don't like. I don't. I don't like block and concrete. I like things like that. I like tent. I like steel. I like. I don't like. So it feels home because, like, our church in a way, and. And it's beautiful, and it's simple, and it's lovely, and I love the atmosphere, and I thank God for what you are doing, Pastor, Pastor K. Um Pastor King Pastor K came to Accra. I trusted him with my church, and he destroyed the church. Mm-hmm. He, he, he created all kinds of problems for me now. I have to now go and deal with relationship issues, uh, but we thank God. You know, the body needs specialists. So, this is a, a specialist on wealth, man, mindset, money matters. You know, the only thing Jesus equated to God was money. You, we got to get it right. You cannot serve God. You, we got to get this money thing right. Otherwise, we'll be in trouble. And so, he's an expert in that. And this is an expert in marriage. And we love Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred in Accra, Ghana. And if, hear me, hear me. And if ever you don't want him, we want him in Accra. There's a house for him already, and there's a church waiting for him. Come on, let's Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred come on. Clap your hands, give God a praise right now. Please be seated. I want to speak briefly, and then we'll pray, and then we'll just let it go. I I. After pass, pass, pass the, the man of God just taught on mindset issue. I just also want to bring the angle of prayer because it is important that we are able to marry the two and, and, and bring the power of prayer and also the power of building our mental capacity. The call of an intercessor Ezekiel chapter 22 and the verse number 30 says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the urge and stand in the gap before the land. Before me for the land. That I should not destroy it, but I found now. But I thank God that today we have one man here that wants to stand in the gap. What a conference. We call it. Just men conference to stand. And today today I want to encourage you to stand. Stand financially. Stand spiritually. But today I want to encourage you to stand in prayer. There is nothing like a man that prays. It is powerful. I hear people say, my wife prays. That's not great. You are ceding your authority to your wife. Real men are prayer warriors. Real men stand in the gap. Real men are prophets. They are priests and they are kings. And they take stand in prayer for their families. So I want to talk to you briefly on uh, something I call the call of an intercessor. Intercession is the art of mediating between two different parties. When you stand between two opposing parties and you mediate, you are doing what we call intercessing. Your ability to stand between two people that ordinarily they will not have a good time. There will be conflict and issue but you stand between them and mediate. And we've been called to mediate between men and God. And like never before, God is calling real men that will stand to mediate. It is a kind of intervention that holds back the hand of judgment. Wherever there are intercessors, judgment is blocked. Wherever there are intercessors, mercy prevailed. Wherever there's intercessors, what was meant to destroy and break and scatter and and crush families and destinies and nations is held back. The end of the Bible says Abraham interceded for Lord to the point where Abraham literally bargained the terms of settlement, the terms of deliverance for lords. Even though Lot was not there, and Lot was crazy, and Lord was with those people in, in Sodom, but Abraham held God. And I love the part the Bible said, after Abraham had finished speaking, the Lord left. So, so long as Abraham was engaging and praying and talking, God stood still. Intercessors are those who can bring heaven to a standstill. Real intercessors can hold the hand of judgment. Intercession is the highest level of prayer. Where groaning and travailing is made before the throne of God. For cities, for nations, for people, for communities, and also for what? For families. It is the highest dimension of prayer. Because at the level of intercession, you are not praying for yourself. You go beyond you to pray for somebody. It is very easy to pray for yourself. But at the dimension of intercession as a man, it's not just about you, but it's about those you love the most. Your family, your loved ones, your nation, your children, your destinies, your your churches. And we need people. Who not just come to pray just for themselves but who go beyond themselves to pray for something greater. And today I want to challenge you to pray for something bigger. Something greater. Something mighty. Something that will outlive you. You can pray revival. You know something? There was nothing that took place in the Bible without intercessors. Even for the best Of Jesus. Somebody had to pray him down. The Bible says. There was a Simeon. That the Holy Spirit. Had revealed to him. That he would not see death. Until he had seen the Messiah. There was a prophet called Anna. And he by the revelation of God. Stayed in the temple. And prayed. Until the Messiah. Was brought to him and said. My eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord, my soul can depart. So Jesus was not just born. Somebody prayed him down here. And there are some things that we can pray down here if we switch from just praying for ourselves to the dimension of praying for something greater. You know something? What what, it is one thing to hear, but another thing to see. Sometimes... What we heard and what we are seeing, there's a conflict. And that many of us understand, of our voice, God told you something, but you are seeing some other thing. What you heard. What the scripture said, what God told you is not what you are seeing, but what to bring what you heard into what you see is a vehicle of intercession. Simeon said, my eyes have seen what I heard. I don't know what you heard, but the only thing that can bring from eternity to time, what you heard into what you see is a vehicle of prayer may we not accept Nigeria the way it is. Oh, your is the second house. Your clap. May we not accept our families the way it is. May we not accept our young men the way they are. May we not accept our churches the way it is. May we not just stand down and concede and back down in shame. May we not be a people that are afraid to go for all that God told us. May we not compromise. May we not back down. May we not bow our heads in shame and in fear because we are settled. We have something and unto what we had becomes what we see. We are not backing down in prayer. We are trusting God that what God told us concerning our children is what we see. We are trusting God that what God told us uh, about this great house uh, is what we see. Uh, we are trusting God uh, that what God told you uh, concerning your wife, uh, your sons, uh, your daughters, uh, the academics, uh, their future, uh, their career, uh, is what we see. Uh, and unto what we see, uh, and unto what we heard, uh, becomes what we see. Elijah said to her, uh, Go. For I hear a sound of the abundance of rain. But I'll go to the mountain top because what I hear must become what I see. You can go, but I'm going up there to pull down what I heard into what I see. God told you something when you were studying the scriptures. God gave you a prophetic word. Huh? A word came to you huh, at the beginning of the year, huh? and God has got a word huh, concerning. Look at me. I was talking to your pastor when he was in Ghana. I said, God would do nothing for black man," not only in America. Black man in the world without Nigeria. You know why? Because Nigeria is the largest gathering of black people in the world. And so when we talk about black person, there is nothing God would do for black man without this great country called Nigeria. Hence the interest of the devil in this nation. But we have something. And unto what we heard, become what we see. We will not back down for intercession. tell somebody we have something yes. we will see it i need to speak as a man so we have something yes. i dare you speak with authority? we have something yes. can you look at somebody face to face and say we have something yes. concerning nigeria Concerning our future. Concerning our politics. Concerning our economy. Concerning this nation. And unto what we heard. Becomes what we see. We are not getting down this mountain. Can I get a clap in the house now? Say yes. Please sit down. Elijah said. Elijah said, King. You can go eat and drink. But unto what I heard becomes what I see. I'm not coming down this morning. He prayed one and there was no sign. He prayed two. There was no sign. He prayed three. There was no sign. He prayed four. There was no sign. He prayed five. There was no sign. He prayed six and there was no sign. And six is the number of man. And I believe that at the time of six he was discouraged. He was frustrated. He was tired. He was about to give up and concede. And give up the dream of seeing Nigeria change. Our men change. Our family change. But he prayed one more time. And I don't know how many times we have prayed. But today we are going to pray again. Because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He prayed. The seventh time. And it was a sign. Tonight, this afternoon, three warriors, real intercessors are going to pray. Hear me, church. Intercessors don't pray according to time. They pray until the burden is lifted. Real intercessors. 30 minutes. 20 minutes, 5 minutes of prayer. I'm tired. You know, intercessors don't pray according to time. They stay in there until the bedding is lifted. And I don't know anybody who came here with a bedding. If you came here for the bedding for your family, for your future, for your career, for this ministry, we are not leaving this place until the bedding is lifted because the intercession pray through until there's a breakthrough. Real intercessors pray through until there is a breakthrough. Talking about intercession is so important. Samia said, God forbid I sin against God by not praying for you. So we sin against God when we don't pray for others. It's a sin not to pray for others. Paul said to Timothy 1st of 4, I accept first of all that prayers, intercession, supplication, Thanksgiving be made for all men, for kings, and for those that are in authority. It is a sin for a believer not to stand in prayer for somebody. Watch this. Intercession. Intercessions are so powerful. Even when they are dead, they are remembered. It is what Christ retired doing. He ever lives to take offering." He ever lives to preach. He ever lives to teach. He ever lives to cast out. He ever lives to make what? Intercession. So even right now, at the right hand of the Father, He's pleading and making intercession and opening a mouth and praying for you and praying for her and praying for him and praying for us and praying for the church. He ever leaves. And by the way, by the way, you retire to do what you enjoy. If you are not pressed for money, if you are not pressed to take off your family, what would you love doing? Maybe football. Maybe go fishing. Maybe play golf. But Christ retired to pray intercession. His love, his joy, what excites him is to pray the prayer of intercession. Will you smile and tell somebody, I am an intercessor? Come on, say, I am an intercessor. Come on, give someone a voice, I am an intercessor. In a crowd we give people say, I, I am an intercessor. Can you host and say, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. He ever leaves to make intercessions. The reason why many are still committing the sin of living a life of no intercession is because we don't know What it means to be called an intercessor. Today, my assignment is to talk to you about the call of an intercessor. Number one, the call of an intercessor, according to the scripture we just read, is that number one, intercessors are wall builders. Intercessors build walls and raise hedges. Look at me, church. You don't have a church until it's a prayer meeting. And it doesn't matter what you think. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. No matter the whatever you are gathering and the number of people you are gathering, it is not a church unto that place. It's a place of prayer. Because it's, it is intercessing that will raise a wall around everything you build. Let me tell you something. It is one thing to gather, but another thing to maintain. It's one thing to gather, but it's a whole different level to keep what God has given you. And in order to keep, protect, preserve, and, 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 and hold on to what God gave you, you gotta be a believer, a man that will raise a wall around your family. Men are prayer world because they raise walls of protection preservation, power around their family. That's why well, I've never seen men gathered like this. And Pastor K, you have a great vision by gathering men because today we are going to raise walls around our children, our families, our communities, our business, and all that God has given your clapping is sick in the house right now. Come on, give God a praise right now. The Bible says, Bible says, Bible says, you said, but you beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So when we pray in the spirit, we build. Prayer builds you. Prayer is like an edifice. Prayer is like a building. When you start praying, you build first floor, second floor, third floor, fifth floor, six, seven. And I don't know what level you want to go today. But I sense in my spirit, we're going to build some dangerous building right now. A building on prayer that no devil can put down. No entity can put down. Intercessors are builders. They build walls. Oh, I've seen so many things in my few years of ministry. That you are building nothing until you build a wall around it. The other day, God, the devil said to God, "It's not because you have provided an edge around Job. I would have finished him. There's nothing you are doing that stands unless you build a wall around it. Before Nehemiah built a physical wall, he built a spiritual wall. When Haman was told about the walls of Jerusalem having come down, the first thing he did was not to go to the king to ask for help to build physical wall. The Bible said he fasted and prayed. He understood that real walls are built in the spirits, not in the physical. You're clapping a second house right now. Today we're gonna to build war around what God has given. Watch this. Watch This means that this means uh, that uh, the true wall. It's not a physical one you build, but a spiritual one that you raise in the spirit. Walls are important because the thief will come. The thief will show up. Do you know the what kept Job from being attacked from the enemy it was a war that God raised around one. Intercessors, my God, are around the space within being your walls. In the absence of walls, snakes, perhaps the heat that break the edge, the serpent will bite. So when there's no wall, there are snakes. And the southern is that, we don't even know that it can be a beautiful church full of snakes. And we don't know that they are sent snakes until fire is set in the building. When Paul said fire, snakes came out. Everything is fine until we release fire in the building. Then the real snakes hiding in the building and hiding in the church. And today my assignment is to call down fire to prayer to, to, to release fire to destroy snakes in a building and in your family and your destiny. Intercessors are wall builders. Hear me church. A wall connects to what? To what? A wall connects to a gate. So the Bible says, so the Bible said, not only do they build walls, the Bible said they 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 stand in the gap and then they make they, they close the gap. They stand in the gap in order so that there is no gap. Intercessor number two do not only build walls, they also raise, they also, they also stop gaps. One of the things I found out. Is that the devil is a master at creating gaps? The enemy constantly wants gaps. And, and when we talk about gaps, it may not be physical gaps, it may be emotional gap, spiritual gaps. And the Bible says, I saw for a man who will stand in the gap. We are not called to allow space between us. And the devil's number one assignment is to make sure that our Gates, there are gaps between believers, and there are people who, there are families right now that 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 there are couples who are married. Eh? They are lying on the same bed, but there's a gap between them. And, and Bible said, neither give no space to the devil, and the enemy lost space. And any space we give him, he operates. What? the assignment of an intercessor does is that it stops the gap. It blocks the space. You see, you see, you see, you see, you see, God doesn't like gaps. God does not approve of space. Whenever there's a space, the enemy can fill it. And when the devil, you see, you see, a crack on the wall, can serve as a five-star hotel for a cockroach. So when you say when the say, bible says neither give no room to the devil someone comes to the pastor i had a dream that snakes were in my house Be, devils were in my house you tell them you allow them there your assignment is to make sure that there are no gaps in your house you see there is why god does not like spaces that whenever there's space the enemy feels which is why when aaron spoke against moses miriam spoke against moses the two of them both spoke against Moses. But God spared Aaron. And God dealt with Miriam. Because had Aaron been struck with a leprosy, there was nobody ready to take the space as a priest. And there was going to be gap. In order that there's be no gap, God postponed the judgment of Aaron until in the book of Hebrews, the heroes of faith. Even something is there, Aaron is not there. The reason why Saul was still on the throne and David was in the bush was because David was not ready. And how God removed Saul, there would have been space. And God's, until you are ready, the wrong guy will be there because I don't approve of space. Jesus said, Jesus said Occupy till I come. Our assignment is to close the gap. And sometimes offense can create gaps and we are in a church right now you are sitting so close but yet you are so far because offense they don't talk to her and even though they are sitting like this yet there's a distance don't take for granted and don't take it lightly that we are sitting together the fact that we are sitting together shoulder to shoulder there's no gap because there are gaps in the system all kinds of gaps in the body today all kinds of advantage today and today. Every gap we have created, we close the gap. I wish, I wish you could hold, lock, lock your hand with someone, lock it, lock it, lock it. Say from today, we close the gap. Say the gap of offense, of bitterness, of envy, of competition. Say we close, close, close. Say we close, close, close. Say we close, we close, we close, we close the gap. Every gap in your family, every gap that said don't talk to your wife, don't mind your children, let it go. Today, every bitterness, every anger, every offense, every confusion, as we hold our hands, we close the gap, we shut the enemy down, we break the voice of confusion, we stand in the gap. And I wanted to look at someone say, from today... No space space. between us. See, I'm not talking, uh, see, I'm not talking about physical space. Uh, I'm talking about uh, emotional, uh, spiritual, uh, offense, uh, bitterness, uh, anger, uh, frustration. Uh, as I hold you, uh, we close every gap, uh, every advantage, uh, every crack, uh, every seed uh, the enemy has sown. Uh, we lock it. We close the gap. Uh, we shut the enemy down. Uh, we stand in the gap. Come on clap and give God a praise in the house right now. Hear me? We stand. Real men. Stand in the guard. Real men. Don't let the night go when there's a space at home. Real men. Don't let offense thrive. Real men. Don't let the enemy gain advantage in your house. And to the every bitterness in your heart. Every pain. Every offense. Whatever that has created the God. The Saturday today, even among pastors, there are gaps. Please sit now. And we are not willing to close the gap. We have allowed gaps to continue in the church. So what God gave us to complement each other has become competition. We have allowed all sorts of foreign things to enter the church and ask all kinds of God. How can I be complete without Pastor Kingsley? It's crazy. And what is my business in going to study and teach about marriage when there's an expert here? What What's my job to study about money? When it got the book already, I can study. So, in the same place, my assignment as a prophet And a prayer warrior is to build you so we, until we all come to the unit of the faith there's no complete body. Look at me church. Look at me church. And no matter how big you are as a church, you are not the body of Christ. Please sit down two minutes. Please sit down two minutes. Sit down to me, please sit up to me because, because, because. Even the hair on your head, he has not made it. So even one hair gets out, you are still not complete body. You can be the eye, you can be the ear, you can be the nose, you can be the heart, but you are still not the full body of Christ until we all come together to the unity of the Father, We do have a body of Christ and it's about time we let the gaps of offense and of pain and of competition be driven out of the church. sinner. To stand in the gap. What God? Today social media has become what determines the church. Great as social media is, it is not for us. We'll use it. We'll work with it. But it does not determine the body. The body is all of us including Redeem, including David Christian Center, including Christ Embassy, including Methodist, including Winner's Chapel. Look at me. You are not one body. You cannot be the body. Therefore, the enemy's assignment is to make us feel we have arrived in order to create gaps between us. And hear me, church. hear me, church even the most weakest body, part of the body is the one that needs most protection. And let me church, you are in a better place weak than so-called strong. i us put it down to you. Two children, two children, are, you have two kids. One is crying every day. Mom, I need you. Dad, I need you. Mom, I need you. Dad, I need you. One other kid, is mind his own business and running around and don't even acknowledge that there's a father or mother around. Which one will you attend to? The one that's constantly crying and need you. I need you. Your weakness is an opportunity for God to encounter you. So no matter how weak we are, we may not be that powerful like their numbers, but our weakness still gives us an opportunity for God to connect to us. Enough of the arrogance and the pride we are to do come down and shut the gas in the body today. Standing in the gap. It says I sought for a man. Hear me church. God will always use a man. And it says, "A man from amongst them." You come and share. God will have to use a Nigeria to save Nigeria. Among them, the power is amongst you. What God will do is amongst us. It is within us. God said, "Abraham, lift up your eyes and look from the place where thou art. Tell somebody it is here." Look at me. We we don't need Benin to come and revive Nigeria. We don't need any man of God from anywhere. Whatever we need in Nigeria, by the grace of God is here. I did not come from Ghana to come and teach you anything different. I came to endorse what you have already been taught by your man of God. Because the revival, the power, the intercessors, the warriors is still amongst you. And today, if you can raise from among us prayer, God use the prayer from among us to bring deliverance to this house to this nation. Tell somebody, it is within us. Say, it is among us. Mind, God, look at me, church. If it can look well, you will see power in the building. True story, and I want us to pray. I really want us to pray today. True story. True story of a man that lived in South Africa. True story. Who a friend met him and says, I came from India. And in India, There are diamonds everywhere. There are diamonds in the street of India. Once you get into India, you find diamonds. And you find diamonds wherever you go in India. The guy bought the idea of diamonds being in India. He had a big farm, a big land in South Africa. He was to farm the land. But what did he do? He sold his land, bought a ticket, got on a sea, got on a ship and traveled to India in search of diamonds. Before he went to India, he told everybody, I'm going to come back from India, and by the time I come back from India, I have diamonds that can make me a billionaire. He saw this land, bought a ticket, got on a ship, traveled to India in search of what? Diamonds. He got to India, went round the city of India, Went to the rivers of India. Went to the farms of India. Went to the palaces of India. Went to the, the shrines of India. Went everywhere in India and found no diamonds. In disappointment and frustration, he committed suicide. And this is a suicide note. There is no diamond anywhere. He died in India. The guy back in South Africa that bought his land, one day was plowing the land And plowing the land As he was plowing the land And plowing the land He heard a voice, a noise Click! What was that? He saw a funny noise but it was very strange he, he, he took the plowing And checked and it was a kind of stone It was a kind of stone He picked the stone Very unusual stone He didn't know what the stone was He took the stone home Found a couple of them, took them home put it in his house. A jeweler came to visit him and saw unusual stones. I said, where do you get this stone from? These are diamonds. Wow. These are diamonds. These are diamonds. The guy said, whoa, I just found them on my land. A farm I bought. Somebody sold to me. I just found it. True story. I have to find it in the book. You can read it. He went back to the farm to go and check. Apparently, the whole farm was full of Diamonds. He became one of the wealthiest diamonds companies in South Africa. What am I trying to tell you? He sold his land in search for diamonds in India. Meanwhile, all he needed to do was to supply what God gave him. Because there were diamonds right where he was. Let me tell you something. There is nothing anywhere. Whatever we are looking for is in Nigeria. I mean, I'm i telling you, our blessing is in Nigeria. There is power in Nigeria. There is wealth in Nigeria. There's revival in Nigeria. There are men of God in Nigeria. God will do something in this nation. All we need to do is to plow and plow and plow and plow and plow, and plow in prayer. And sometimes to find diamonds, you get dirty a little bit. And the problem is that many of you don't want to get dirty. So, the little debt that comes to you, you run away from your diamonds. But let me tell you something. There are diamonds where you are. Man of God, I did not understood how two men were around Christ on the cross. And one saw him as a nobody, a thief like him, a, 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 not a son of God, mocked him. And the other guy looked at him and saw him in paradise. He said, if you enter paradise, you remember me. And that guy never prayed in tongues, never went to Holy Ghost meeting, was not in a revival meeting, but he saw some things others did not see. I came from Ghana to tell you that whatever you are looking for, it's already where you are. And if you can plow and pray and parry and abide, there are diamonds everywhere. I need you to look at somebody with a smile and tell somebody, there are diamonds where you are seated. I need to turn to another person say, you are diamond in the making. You got to say, say you are diamond in the making. Said that your business you've started? Is a diamond mine. That your ministry. Is a diamond mine. David Christian center. We are in a diamond mine. We don't have to go to another church. we can plow and pray and intercede and tarry, there will be diamonds very soon. A man from amongst them. Amongst them. You don't have to leave your wife to find another wife. That woman is a diamond. And he had a man say, and I said, that woman is a diamond. You don't deliver your man, except for another man. It's a diamond mine. What need to those kids running around, you are angry, shouting and screaming, they are diamonds. God said, take care of them. Invest in them. Plow in the education. Plow in prayer. Plow in the session. Stand up and say, man, don't run away. Take your stand. Very soon, those children, will turn your biggest and largest diamond mine. I saw from a man amongst them. Among us here, there's wealth. Among us here, there's power. Among us here, whatever we are looking for is here. We, look at me, church. Who told everybody must go to America? There are people in America so broke. And people in Nigeria are doing very well. We can change this nation. We can shift this thing. We can turn it around. They may not mind us in the beginning, but keep on plowing. Keep on plowing. We all taught, hear me? We taught Elijah prophesied and there was rain. Jude, James came to review there was no prophecy. Elijah was a man subject to like passing as we are. And he prayed earnestly. Oh, you know what I said? You know what I said? Tell somebody there was power in prayer. Power in prayer. Gibson said there's power in prayer. Look He prayed earnestly that there should be no rain. And I want to believe, man of God, the very first day Ahab met Elijah, he said, are thou the one that troubled Israel? It means he didn't know him. He was a major prophet in the land, but the king didn't know him. You see, some are, some are more concerned about standing before men. Others are concerned about standing before God. The king didn't know him but Elijah said before God whom whose presence I stand see many men of God want to be relevant in political things than relevant in godly things it's about which politicians come to my church who is a big person in my church it's about whether or not God is amongst you Elijah there was no known, and for years and days he walked and said there shall be no rain nor dew according to my word there shall be no rain not dew, according to my word. And I want to believe it. They say he was crazy. Lost his mind. He's crazy. But Elijah said, if I'm crazy, the results will tell. There shall be no rain, no dew, according to my word. Elijah stayed on it until his words came to pass. And James said, it was prayer that stopped heaven and prayer that opened heaven. Why are the men who are ready to stand in the gap for this nation? We lift up your hands and open your mouth right now. Begin to speak in other tongues. We are the Kabadduketaya. Rapa nama kutanzaka. Lift up your hands. Zikalaba kutaya. Open your mouth. Your hand Lift the kataya. Hey, lift up your voice. Rapa pala. Kolobosaya. Mekele mesa. Lift up your hands. Open your mouth. With your hands. Lift the Kalebeka. Rapa namotosa. Kabaddosaya. We are the warriors. We are the warriors. Where are the warriors? Where are the warriors? Lift up your hands. Open your mouth. Cry for your family. Cry for this nation. Cry for your house. There is a diamond in Nigeria. There's revival in Nigeria. There is wealth in this nation. Our men will prosper. Our sons will prosper. Yes, Lord, lift up your voice. Open your mouth. Where are the warriors? Tamakuta. Rap page. Come on Lift up your hands. Open your mouth. Come on, stand. have done or stand. you are got to stand. Where are the warriors? Where are the warriors? Where are the warriors? Papage, Rapage, Caleja, Zipage, Rapapaya, Copolica, Lapentala, Ali Caramassu. Come on, open your mouth, lift up your voice, Rapa, 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 Copo, Ali Capaya, Ali Camatua, Ala Campaya, Ali Capaya, Rapa, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands, lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Paul said, shh, "Paul said, hear me. Lift up your hand." Paul said, "I wish men pray everywhere, lifting up what holy hands. When you lift up your hand, is the sign of what surrender. When men pray, they surrender." there's no better place of surrender than in the place of prayer because in the place of prayer, you surrender your will, your emotions, and your energy, everything to God. Say, God, have your own way. Lift up your hands tonight. And now open your mouth and speak in other tongues. Come on, begin to intercede now. Come on, stand. 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 Lift up your hands. Hear me. Hear me. Hello? Lift up your hands, church. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Hear me, church. Hear me. Hear me. Lift up your hands. Hear me. Lift up your hands. Is anybody in this church called Jude? Jude or okay, okay. Anybody call Jude? Jude. Anybody call Jude? I want to pray for Jude. I want to pray for Jude. Anybody call Jude? Is he around? Is he around? I saw Jude with a son. I saw Jude. I saw Kirsten. Who is blessing? Are you called blessing? Huh? Who's called blessing? You. Who's called Jude? Your husband. Please trust your hands, sir. Look, look, look. No, hey, hey, look. I, I want to pray for you. I'm praying for your family. Lift your hands, right now. Are you open for the prophetic? Are you open to the prophetic? Are you? Say, Father, I saw, I saw, I saw greatness on this family. I saw such it's, 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 it's like in the spirit. As a family, I saw a girl, I saw a boy, and I saw Jude. And Lord said that there's going to be a transition in the life of Jude, and I want to open new doors for Jude. And and wealth and increase is coming upon this man called Jude. And that in the next few months, there's going to be some supernatural connection and divine turn around. And I see all over this place in the house right now there's a family transformation. 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 lift up your hands lift up your hands I know my time is up but I pray we get some time tomorrow look at me lift your hands girl look at me I don't know do you know me have you spoken to me before I don't know you don't know me but I saw your family and I saw God do a new things in fact God is going to connect your husband in fact, it will almost be that he's not just a lawyer, but he's going to be, doing to be going to go into business. Because I saw business door open for him. I saw wealth. I saw I saw in a spirit like your love for God, your commitment to this house, and all that you've done for this house has been heard from heaven. And now reward is coming right now. I prophesy over you today. Let it be open doors now. Say yes! Say yes! Say yes! Say yes! Lift up your hand. The father lift the hand. lift as a father. We pray for shiftings in Nigeria. Say power shifts, the wealth shifts, increase, shift. say so right now, as I lift up my hands in prayer, I demand a shift. Now open your mouth and come on a shift. Demand a shift wrap my lift the hands say father say father i fight for my family say i stand my family so i stand for this nation i stand for the body of christ i stand for revival i stand for increase i stand for 10 rounds in nigeria in this nation in the name of jesus I pray for anybody called Davis. Davis. A dark person. You are dark. Davis. You are dark. I see somebody's business. If you are Davis you can come and pray for you. There's one called Davis. Davis, you are dark. I saw elevation coming your way. And saw so such increase in wealth. You. Okay, my time is up. We'll, we'll have some time to pray. I see somebody with a cleaning business that God is going to give you a major contract. A cleaning business. A cleaning business. A cleaning business. Where's the guy that you came to Ghana with? The fair guy. Is he around? Is it called Gideon? Can I pray for him? Just that and, and I'll be ready to go. That's, that's, is there a C in your name? C-H? Huh? Chill something. Chima. That's, that. Look at me. Look at me. I cover you from every attack. I cover you from every attack. I shield your destiny from every attack. I block every evil eye on your destiny. Who God originally ordained you to be, you become. I shield your destiny now. I block the attack. There shall be no evil reports. No evil news. Look at me sir. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You are a star. But God has brought you for school. To turn your destiny around. I don't know the stardom on him. You were a light. You were a star. And when I saw you singing, it's like you, you were on stage and you were mint singing. And Lord said that there's greatness on you, but prophetically there is a shift of your destiny where your service. You see, the Bible said the servants knew where the wine came from, but the governor did not know. There's something servants will know that masters will never know. I see as you are seven, there's coming, and who's called Lydia? Huh? Your sister. Okay. Father, I cover the family. It's almost as if there's greatness all around you. Anything that's interfered and fought with is broken today. The God that brought you here is making a turnaround in your life, and from here, you'll be used by God mightily. I see. I see God stand upon you and your destiny. I see you move in place and as reviver. I see you speak the word of God. I see God use you and reach out to people who an normal circumstances, will never have come to the body of Christ. But God was going to use as a voice to put them in. You are a weapon in the making. God is building you for something bigger and greater. You are indeed Gideon with an army. You rise up with an army for revival and for power. The Lord should you your destiny now. And I cancel every head that comes against Lydia. Lydia will not be sick.